1: Joe Tucker feels it would
2: be a little unkind to present this show without just a word of friendly warning. We are about to unfold the story of Movie Addict Headquarters, a radio show that dares to rant and rave about all things cinematic. It deals with the mysterious shadows flickering on the silver screen, without all the sticky soda spills on the floor. I think it will thrill you. It may shock you. It might even horrify you. So if any of you do not care to subject your nerves to such a strain, now is your chance to, uh... Well, we warned you.
3: Hi, all you movie fans out there. This is Betty Jo Tucker welcoming you to our seven years of movie fun anniversary party. Now, that scary voice you heard, I hope didn't frighten you all away. But that actually belongs to our co-host today. Mad Movie Man A.J. Hawkery, and I'd like to bring the real A.J. on right now. Thanks for agreeing to co-host our party today, A.J. Please tell our listeners where that amusing intro came from.
2: Uh, Thanks for having me on, Betty Jo. And before we begin, this is the anniversary show, seven years of Movie Attic headquarters, and it has been a pleasure being brought on to talk about my lifelong love, which is movies, and getting to play like different characters for you and talking about different situations. Like I, like you started this show when I was still in college, so a lot of these shows you had me on were uh, recorded while I was like lying on my bed in my dorm room. So it's, it's bringing back <laughs> memories. But, uh, but but yeah, the that uh, that little intro there was a little takeoff of the. Uh, beginning of Frankenstein, where I believe it was Edward Van Sloan who uh, came out to the audience and, you know, just prepared them that what they're going to see is a a little bit unsettling. And, you know, whenever I'm on the show, it's obviously a very scary occasion. So hopefully I haven't uh, frightened any of your listeners off.
3: <laughs> I don't think that you I don't think that you frightened anybody off and I in fact I we have a caller already who um has asked to, to talk talk with you and I think uh, possibly about the movie Frankenstein and the reason I opened the show with the with that intro and um, with the with mention of that movie is because it's the movie that actually started me on my road to movie addictum. So let's see who this uh, caller is. Hello, uh, area code. Well, it's a very strange area code. I can't make it out. But who am I speaking with? Oh, hello, Betty Jo. It is Boris Carlo. I
1: want to thank you, Betty Joe and A.J., for mentioning my favorite movie today. It was my pleasure to play the monster in that classic horror film.
3: Oh, my gosh, Boris Karloff, how nice of you to call in. You know, it must not have been easy for you to do this, but this isn't the first time we've heard from you. It was such fun talking with you and your friends, Bella Lugosi and George Bettinger, on one of our previous shows. So so thanks so much for calling in today. Is George with you now?
1: Georgie, Georgie, where are you? It is me, the Count. I am looking for you. (laughs) I'm busy working in the Vampire State Building, but Betty Jo Tucker is on the phone. Yes, yes, of course I'm here. Uh, uh, hi, Betty, Joe. This is wonderful. I want to wish you a very happy seventh anniversary.
3: Oh, thank you so much, George. And I'm just so happy that you could uh, could be here and, and bring your uh, your friend. <laughs> I have Boris Karloff with you. But while you're on the line, do you have a favorite Movie Addict Headquarters episode you'd like to mention?
1: Yes, absolutely. First of all, I love all the shows you do. They're wonderful. It's a time capsule, and it really represents the beauty of motion pictures. I have a favorite. My favorite episode that I enjoyed the most was one that I got the privilege to actually be on. It was the tribute to Mickey Rooney. Um, and that was amazing with James Colt Harrison and Diana Sanger. That was amazing, wonderful, wonderful show.
3: Oh, I'm so glad that you that you mentioned that, uh, George, because uh, Diana and James are here, and, and we'll we'll be talking with them a little bit a little bit later. But I thought that was a very fun episode myself. I, I enjoyed it. And I'm wondering, A.J., do you have anything that you'd like to ask George or Mr. Karloff?
2: Uh, Yeah, actually, uh, Mr. Karloff, you know, first of all, it's wonderful that you're able to be on the show. Like, your connection must be amazing out there in the
1: afterlife. You know, it must got a lot of great bars out there. Oh, yes, we have what you would call a ghost-to-ghost hookup from where I am. It is quite a long distance, and I'm having my dinner, my auntie pasto, if you may, and some wine. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I I was
2: going to ask you about auntie pasto, so there goes my question for you.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sorry you weren't weren't able to bring... um, uh Bella along with you i I wonder um if Mr Lagosi is uh is hiding from us today yeah, well, you know
1: he's at the blood bank he's making a, a small contribution he doesn't like to give up too much, he's kind of like the Jack Benny of vampires, but uh he may stop by later
3: oh good, well, thank you very much for. For calling in, uh, George, and I, ho- I hope you'll stick around. And uh, and thanks to um, uh, and thanks to you, Mr. Karloff, for calling in. But I know you must be busy with all of your various uh, afterlife activities. So um, so why don't uh, we will let you go now? And um, uh, we appreciate you showing up, and we we hope to to hear from you again again soon.
1: Oh, absolutely. And Betty Joe, I just want to say that my fans are your fans, and people who tune in to the mom and pop shop on Dreamstream radio we i play your promos all the time and we have a lot of mutual friends and it's just growing and growing and i wish you the very best and everybody else on your panel today
3: thank you george and it's a, a treat to hear from you and from uh, mr carloff and i want to remind everyone to check out uh, george's very entertaining mom-and-pop shop show on DreamStream Radio. You can hear it every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. um, Once you start listening, you'll be uh, not only a movie addict, but you'll be a mom-and-pop shop show addict. A.J., I think we're going to have lots of fun today highlighting a few of our most popular shows and famous guests, and we are expecting call-ins from James Cold Harrison and uh, Diana Sanger, and we'll be giving away four film-related books, but before we get started... I want to mention that our producer, extraordinaire Nikki Starr, wasn't able to be here today, and, and she's very sorry about that, and we miss her a lot because she does so much for the show. She's been here since the very beginning, but she did manage to put uh, noisemakers and streamers and balloons in the chat room. So I encourage uh, any listeners who want to uh, participate in the chat to please uh, do so, and I think you'll find it very festive there. Now, AJ, as our co-host, you get to ask the first question to me about Movie Addict Headquarters.
2: All right, Movie Addict Headquarters. As uh, we mentioned before, it is in its seventh year. It's been a fantastic seven years of all sorts of great topics being discussed, all sorts of guests you had on to discuss them. But uh, before we go too far into the past, Let's focus on the now and the reason. So, Betty Jo, what have been the top ten episodes of Movie Act headquarters for the last year? Out of the 52 weeks, which ones have been the cream of the crop?
3: Oh, Wow. <laughs> That is a that's a tough question because it was such an interesting year, AJ. And as you mentioned, we've interviewed directors and producers and cinematographers and screenwriters and choreographers and comedians and actors and authors and special effects experts and lots of film critics. They were all fascinating, so it is difficult to pick the most popular. So I kind of chickened out on that, and I went to the uh, statistics uh, to find out about the number of archived listeners, because most of our listeners do listen in um, the archives. So um, I did find out uh, the top ten shows that were most listened to this past year, But because James Colt Harrison and Diana Sanger were involved in some of these shows, as you were, A.J., I'd like to bring them both on now. Ladies first, as usual. Hi, Diana. Thanks for joining our anniversary party.
4: I just wish I was there to pop balloons. It's so exciting, Betty Jo. Congratulations.
3: (laughs) Thank you, Diana. It's always great to have you with us. And the same goes for your colleague from La Jolla. James, how are things in beautiful La Jolla?
0: Well, they're just as beautiful as always. That's why I'm
3: here. Well, you you don't stay there, though. Didn't you just come back for another uh, trip in Spain?
0: I, I, yes, I was in Spain,
3: <laughs> my
0: usual. Well, my brother lives over there, so I go visit him. So I get a
3: cheap place to stay. Great, great. And how does Spain compare with La Jolla? Actually, southern Spain
0: is very much like... Uh, the La Jolla, San Diego area—the same flowers, and I don't know the ambience and the and the weather—it's all very similar. It's beautiful. Well,
3: well, uh, we're glad that you're that you you made it back in time to be with us here and celebrate our seventh anniversary. And uh, I I think most of our uh, listeners know that. Uh, James Cold Harrison is our favorite film historian. And Diana Sanger is um, not only the founder of Classic uh, Movie Guide, but she's also an award-winning author for her very uh, sizzling romantic novella, uh, Deadline (laughs) Romance. And maybe we'll get a chance to talk about that a little bit uh, later. But uh, uh, A.J., I know the suspense must be getting to you. So finally, here are the top ten most listened to episodes during the past twelve months of Movie Addict Headquarters. And um, do we have a drum roll? I'm, yeah, we should have a <laughs> drum roll. On the a drum roll, I, I don't know. I I'll have to look on the look on the switchboard <laughs> to see if we have a drum roll. We should at least have one for for the number one. Although, uh, if the episodes that aren't included. Uh, are some of my favorite very favorites and i don't want people who aren't mentioned or episodes that are not mentioned to feel uh, that they're being neglected because as far as i'm concerned every every show is a is a winner but all right here we go number 10 romancing the oscar and that was an episode that we ran for Valentine's Day, and it featured filmmaker David Spaltrow and film critic Marilyn Ferdinand. Now, David Spaltrow is the director of um, just a, a really beautiful independent film called Things I Don't Understand. And Marilyn Ferdinand is the um, uh, the person in charge of Ferdion Films, which is a terrific uh, movie related website and uh, we we had uh, quite a quite a discussion during that episode about uh, the films that are romantic the romantic films that have been nominated or won best picture oscars so that's number ten it was it was really a fun show and a very interesting discussion number nine was a rerun, and that's the interesting thing about Movie Addict Headquarters, too. We can rerun earlier popular shows, and they still get a lot of listeners. So number nine was George Clooney Time, which was a a tribute to George Clooney, and that featured uh, Kimberly Potts, who had written a biography of George Clooney titled, George Clooney, The Last Great Movie Star. And uh, Diana Sanger, I believe, was also on the show when, when it originally ran. We did do a little update of George uh, Clooney on, that, on this, uh, not just a rerun, and, and that was number nine. Number eight, this is very interesting, six years of movie fun. So it was our last anniversary show <laughs> that turned out to be number eight. And it was co-hosted by the great Morgan Lawrence who is, uh, besides uh, George Bettinger and A.J. Hawkery, is a, the guy we go to for any voiceovers. Morgan Lawrence played Sebastian the Crab on one of our shows, Kermit the Frog, Fozzie the Bear, Charles Dickens, and uh, we had a lot of fun last year at the uh, Six Years of Fun anniversary party. Number seven, Kevin Costner Update. That was also a rerun with, uh, at the end, an update of what Kevin Costner had been up to the past year. Three movies that came out earlier in the year. Uh, one of them that I really enjoyed, Jack Ryan's Shadow Recruit. uh haven't seen the Three Days to Kill or Draft Day. And then we also did uh, a little report on his band uh, Modern West, and we might have a chance later, depending on the time, to listen to one of the numbers that Kevin Costner did um, in, with that band. I'm, I'm just looking for the day when Kevin makes a musical, of course. And episode number six, special effects wizardry. We had such fun talking with Dragon Drone and Chuck Skull, who are both experts in special effects. They've done work for movies like The Planet of the Apes and Scorpion King. And it's really one of my shows where I learned uh, so much about um, model making and what goes into special effects. And, uh, again, I want to remind everybody that uh, all of these episodes are available to listen to in the archives. Now we go to the top five, number five, the Mary Poppins 70th Anniversary Party. And that was so much fun. We had Nell Minow, the movie mom. We had A.J. Hockery, the mad movie man. and <laughs> We had Richard Jack Smith, our Real Talk reviews a critic who, who lives in Wales and is the author of a fascinating book, Incidental Gold. Number four, Oscar winner Rita Moreno. Again, a little a rerun of rita moreno's discussion with robert osborne host of turner classic movies and diana sanger and james cold harrison were both on that show and they can attest to the fact that that robert osborne and rita moreno hadn't hadn't met each other before and so they were delighted to talk together, and they kind of took over the show and just kind of moved along <laughs> without uh, too much of uh, interruption from Diana and from James and from me. We, we ran that episode um, because Rita Moreno had just received the, the Life Achievement Award from Screen Actors Guild. And now we're getting to the top three. Twist of Lemon with Chris Lemon, Jack Lemon's son, talking about his famous father and the beautiful memoir that Chris uh, has written uh, about his family and about uh, his father, Jack Lemmon. Okay, number two, Hollywood or Bust. And that was an episode featuring Susan Marg, who has written this book called Hollywood or Bust, and the rest of that title is quite interesting. Let's see. Movie stars dish on following their dreams, making it big, and surviving in Tinseltown. And guess who was the co-host of that show? James Colt Harrison. And now Yay. this is where we should. Yeah. Okay. And now this is where we should uh, have the drum roll because the number one episode, uh, the most listened to episode of the past 12 months, was fathers on film. And that was uh, an A.J. Hockery, and uh, Nell Minow, the movie mom, and the Mad Movie Man were both on that show. And we talked about Nell's uh, new book that uh, was new at that time, um, Must See Movies: Fathers on Film. So there we have the top ten. And uh, I want to say congratulations to all of the people involved in those uh, episodes, and to uh, and to the the other uh, episodes and guests who uh, really gave them tough competition. So, A.J., (laughs) uh, what do you think about those top ten? I think
2: it's a pretty good top ten. I I would say uh, James kind of has the uh, market corner on, like, the the guests turning in there. I don't know if he's got some – plenty of friends out there, or any money's being exchanged, there's a distinct lack of AJ on the list. I'm just kidding. <laughs> James, it's always been great talking to you, and you know, for you to pop up on so many lists, for all of you guys to pop up on the list is a pleasure to listen to. All of you guys have been great to talk with and to listen to over the years.
0: Oh, well, you know, it's great, because it's it does cost me an awful lot of money to pay off all these people to send in votes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I didn't know that. I didn't know that. <laughs> Diana, early what's and listen yeah, often. <laughs> Diana? What's your What's your opinion of those uh, top ten? Any comments that you'd like to share?
4: Well, every single show you do, Betty Joe, is a jewel. But um, to have the top ten in the crown, I think that's just it was it was spot on, and and uh, you know the reasons are evident. that the guests you have, the um, Hollywood stars, the people who know so much about film. It's just so entertaining and it's just too bad that it's not you're not on TV late night. Betty Joe Tucker, what do you think?
3: Yay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> but I hope not. I hope that that doesn't uh, that doesn't happen. Uh, oh, no, well, it would be what? wonderful. You know what? I think we're let's take before um James and and Diana and AJ start thinking about the um the, movie, the episodes that you, are your favorites, not just from the past year, but from seven years. And while you're doing that, I'm going to play a little bit of uh, Kevin Costner's Superman from, um, his, with his band, Modern West. And I've actually found that on the switchboard without Nikki being here. So yeah. I'm going to uh, just put, uh, put that on now. Here's Kevin Costner and Superman.
5: Like Superman Flying over muddy rivers Counting everything From one to fourteen Over oh, roads Where them sunflowers grow I can see From here to eternity And I'll see you around when I'm gone i see you all around i see you all around Sometime In the sky To Amarillo I tried it just for kicks Ah, the ace of spades, man He must have broke Of where
6: the sunflowers grow. I can see from
3: Well, that's just a little sample and uh, I think that that guy has some talent for for a musical. What do you think, AJ?
2: Yeah, it's pretty pretty good for uh, for uh, Costner. I didn't expect him. I didn't even actually didn't even realize he had a band till just now. But uh, yeah, not too shabby. I gotta say.
3: I I don't think it's shabby at all, and uh, so I, I'm working on that. You know, seeing if we can talk him into doing a musical. But AJ, um, we have mentioned that this is the seventh year anniversary party, So we probably should cover that entire period. And Diana and James have uh, agreed to share their favorite Movie Attic Headquarters episodes. And then, of course, I know you want to, and, and so do I. So, Diana, why don't you go first on that?
4: Okay. Can you hear me? I got
3: disconnected. Yes, we can hear you now. Oh,
4: good. <laughs> um, well... One of my favorites, because I laughed so hard my stomach hurt for hours, was the September fifteenth, two 2009 show we did with Tony Curtis. Because he was getting up there, and I don't know if he was a little tipsy or whatever, but he was just on another planet. And um, he he didn't even get our names right. He kept calling you Betty Culpepper, and he called me all right, Diana, and and what is he calling you, Jim?
0: He called me Jane, J-A-N-E.
4: Jane <laughs> Jane oh, the, whole, the whole show was hysterical.
3: <laughs> it was hysterical, and um i I am glad that you mentioned that. I do feel a little bit embarrassed that we uh, that we uh, the way the way we laughed, but it you couldn't stop and um of course i'm I'm very sympathetic to Tony or I was at the at the time because I have a hearing problem. And uh, he, he did, too, at that time. I think that was one of the last interviews that he did before passing over. And um, he just, he, he wasn't, you know, things were not uh, getting through to him. So, but, but I, the thing that he said to me, I, I just, I've just cherished it. He said, Betty Culpiper, what a great name. And if I got the movie for you, listen to this. Montana Skies starring Betty Culpepper. And that just thrilled me. That really thrilled me. And James, I know that you haven't forgotten that that particular episode. Am I right about that? Well,
0: actually, uh, Diana stole my thunder because I was going to pick that as my all-time favorite show. Uh, I, I had met uh, Tony Curtis several times over the years, beginning with Some Like It Hot, uh, back in the old days with Marilyn Monroe. And uh he'd always been really nice and I always enjoyed him. He was very nice. And then to meet him later, uh I guess he was about eighty four when we talked to him, uh it it was sad but yet it was you couldn't help but laugh because it was it was one of those dithering kind of performances and it was just hysterically funny. But he was still very, very sweet and very,
3: very much the movie star. And I always, always enjoyed
0: Tony Curtis.
3: Yes, and I enjoy his performances. Um, I, I still like to watch them whenever they show on Turner Classic Movies. So we we were really lucky. We were really fortunate to have Tony Curtis on on the show. And um, we have a lot to remember. I think Jazz Shaw, who was our uh, co-host on, on that show, found it to be quite a controversial show uh so um listeners if you haven't heard the tony curtis show remember it is in the archives and that that don't be too shocked because you've been warned but i think it's it's really uh something to listen to listen to so so that is um, uh, quite an episode to, to mention and uh james do you have another one other than the the tony curtis one Oh Well, actually, I,
0: I really enjoyed the uh, Rita Marino and Robert Osborne show because both Diane and I have met both of those people, and they're both lovely, lovely people. I can't say enough about Robert Osborne. He's just a sweetheart. And um, years ago, uh, Diane and I interviewed Rita Marino in Hollywood, and, uh, of course, we were on one of Robert Osborne's uh, tributes to films in uh University of Atlanta, of Georgia at at Athens, Georgia. So I enjoyed that show having them talk together and I also enjoyed the um Marilyn Monroe on the Couch show uh by the lady who wrote the
3: book and I don't have her name. Uh oh yes and that was during this past 12 uh 12 months. It was quite a different it was type in of, yeah. Yes, it was quite a different type of show. And uh, lots of revealing stuff about um, about Marilyn Monroe. So that's that's a good one to, uh yeah. to bring to bring up. And I've forgotten. I'm sorry, I've forgotten the author's name too. Shame on me. But yeah. we have had what 300, and almost 350 episodes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> sometimes I re- I do remember that show, and and you did a great job of of co-hosting on that. I, I want to mention that we, we have had some people in the uh, chat room and right now we have Chuck Skull in the chat room and I, I'm hoping that, uh, that Chuck heard us mention that uh, the show that he was on, Special Effects Wizardry with Dragon Drone uh, was number the sixth most listened to episode during the past twelve months on movie addict headquarters so so congratulations Chuck, and thank you for uh... for uh... joining us in the chat room and also i own trailer was there from from uh... george bettinger's uh... uh mom and pop shop show and uh, she said congratulations and uh, was very very uh, complimentary about uh, the show so far so i don't want to forget Forget our uh, chatters. Was there um, was there any uh, were there any episodes that you'd like to mention, AJ? Uh, all time episodes, not just last year.
2: Oh, absolutely! Uh, it's always great to come on whenever you have your uh, summer or fall preview episode. That gives me a chance to finally you know look through the upcoming schedule and see what's all coming out. You know, not only in theaters but on DVD and. and Blu-ray and stuff to remind viewers, like, hey, here's all this cool stuff coming out to check it out. So uh, I always like uh, revisiting those episodes, and uh, I also really enjoyed the uh, presidential debate episode where. Myself and then a few other guests had come on to uh, make our case for who the best movie president was. And I remember I chose uh, Morgan Freeman from uh, Deep Impact as one as the greatest uh, m- movie president. Because, you know, when a, a catastrophic uh, meteor is heading towards Earth, you know, Morgan Freeman, he's the kind of guy who will help you keep your cool. So in that very much high-stress situation, so I had my vote for him. And uh, also, just personally, uh, one of my favorite appearances or uh, one of my favorite topics to discuss when you had me on was about uh, werewolf movies. And this was right after the uh, remake of The Wolf Man had come out, and that was such a letdown. And so then instead of like focusing on the negativity of it, you know, you gave me a platform to talk about what is my favorite uh, old school. Universal monster movie, the original Wolfman with Lon Chaney Jr. and and horror movies in general. Anytime I get a chance to talk about those and uh, geek out about that is always a good time. So those would be some of my favorite episodes.
3: Oh, I like uh, I like those too, and uh, I would toss in there your your debate, um, Aliens versus Monsters. I mm-hmm. thought that that. That and that one, uh, I think, was on our top ten uh, list last year. So, so those are episodes for uh, for listeners to check out on the on the archives. And um, I'm just going to take a, a few minutes here for uh, a couple of promos, and then we'll come back and uh, I'll uh, talk about my favorite episodes.
1: You're listening to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker. She's the real deal in what's happening on film. And if you're not real careful, you might hear the confessions of a movie addict. So get your popcorn and stay right there in your seat for Movie Attic Headquarters. And now, back to our feature...
4: Lombardo here,
6: host of Comedy
4: Concepts, Blog Talk Radio. And when I need my movie fix, you'll know where I'll be found. That's right, every Tuesday at 4 p.m., listening to Betty Jo Tucker on Movie Attic Headquarters, Blog Talk Radio.
3: Show me the funny, Betty! Show me the funny! I don't have the money to show Nancy Lombardo but I did order her I ordered I did order her her CD last week which is just great and it's called Jazz Housewife and uh, Steve Mendoza is in the chat room, and I want to thank him for for that great promo. I really appreciate it, as well as the, the one that Nancy Lombardo did for us. And, and of course, you can catch uh, Steve Mendoza on um, uh, Dreamstream Radio. He has uh, some wonderful uh, shows. That's the same uh, same network that George Bettinger, George Bettinger has. And uh, you can hear Nancy Lombardo... Here on, on uh, Blog Talk Radio with Comedy Concepts, it's just a hilarious show. It's on um, Mondays and Fridays, almost every Monday and every Friday at 10:30 Eastern Time. Well, okay, now I I get to um, I get to give my my favorites, and it's just so. So hard, it really it really is hard it uh because i as I mentioned before, every show is a favorite, but I do want to mention how much I treasure our two Christmases show with George and Lisette Bettinger reading the first chapter of it Had to Be Us, which is the little romantic memoir that my husband and I wrote under the pen names of uh, Harry and Elizabeth Lawrence what a and
6: uh,
3: At the bottom of that episode, filmmaker Misha Zubarev came on and explained why he uh, is involved in um, translating that romantic memoir um, to a film, and of course that thrills me even more. And other shows and guests that come to mind are Lorna Luft reminiscing about Judy Garland, Debbie Reynolds inviting herself to James Colt Harrison's house in La Jolla. Now, <laughs> James, you remember that? <laughs> she, did she well, ever? Did she, come, yeah, she can come anytime she wants. <laughs> exactly. I don't think she showed up. She showed up yet? But I thought that I was just great. I love Debbie. Yeah, I love Debbie. Yeah. It was just great. And then um, the great Tony Babino. I hadn't heard of him before, but uh, George Bettinger, Told me that there was a Tony Babino who could do a great Al Jolson impression, and when he came on, I was just uh, floored with uh, everything that he's doing and about how much he he sounds like Al Jolson with his um, with his songs. And then recently, I did an episode called Godzilla and Me. And uh, I didn't expect uh, any conflict with that because I was just giving my impressions about the movie. And then the last part of the episode, Nancy Lombardo came on, and uh, Nicky was there. And the two of them got into quite an interesting fight over Godzilla movies. <laughs> I really <laughs> enjoyed that. So that would be something to listen to. Then ta- actress Tana Frederick, which, by the way, James, I think you're the one that... Um, referred tana frederick to me and she's been on the show several yes she's been on several times when she was on the last no the time before last she received 16 calls from her fans and that is a that is a record and then i really enjoyed jay blair brown who is a a media consultant Uh, she was on and her clients called in raving about her work with them and i that was so interesting and Barry Bostwick, every time he's been on with us, it, he's just a, a delight. My, Mac Bates and Nell Minow talking about teachers on film recently was fascinating. And so many filmmakers like Steven Simon, um, Von Regensberger, Emmanuel Acheer, David Wirth. Uh, i 'm henry Jaglom, i 'm just so afraid i 'm going to be forgetting people uh, they were they 're just wonderful to listen to and film critic Phil Hall talking about the greatest bad movies of all time <laughs> i could just i mean I could just go on and on it 's just been so uh rewarding to uh, to have all of these wonderful guests call in and uh, i 'm just so appreciative is now a j I think we have time for one more uh, question. What what else would you like to know from me about Movie Addict Headquarters?
2: All right. As Betty Joe, as we mentioned before, you know, seven years, that's a lot of movies talk about. You know, it's a lot of people from various, you know, aspects of the film industry, you know, from the directors and uh, actors to people like us who uh, just love talking about them and love writing about them, but from that entire group, from all the people who have ever been a guest on Movie Addict Headquarters, who is the one who people have tuned into the most? Who's been the most popular guest in Movie Addicts history?
3: Well, that's probably no no surprise, uh, AJ. Cloris Leachman has close to one million listeners on Movie Advocate headquarters. One million. And she was, of course, the top, uh, the winner of the mo- Most Listened To Award last year. What fun it was to have her on the show. And uh, we do happen to have a clip. It's a, it's a short one of Chloris. When we talked with her right after her autobiography was released, Um She really did more of a comedy ambush than an interview. Uh, I just kind of had to just let you know go with the flow on that one. (laughs) And again, you kind of have to to laugh and uh, and you know at practically everything she says. But um, you'll get some idea uh, of how she took over the show from this uh, clip, which I'm going to play right now. I'm just so impressed with the way you did. Of course, include all aspects of your life. You, you talked about your career, your family, your friends, and your real honest you talk feelings, about? <laughs> right? And your honest feelings about about everything that's uh, happened to you. But my favorite books, I part of the book was, and I, I have to admit this, were those behind the scenes showbiz anecdotes <laughs> that you share with with readers. I I am still chuckling over the the actor Studio uh, stories about Marlon Brando, <laughs> and, you know, about the chicken and your imitation oh. of a lizard. <laughs> Would uh-huh. you, which one of those was your favorite? And, and could you tell our listeners a, a little bit about uh, uh, Marlon which Brando? Story? Actor studio? Well, yeah, one of the stories, right, about the chicken or your imitation of, the li- of a lizard.
6: No, I like the one where <laughs> uh, we had to... Use objects, or, or we had to do things without something. Well, for instance, uh, uh, one person got up, and um, he was going to show us how you peel a banana without the banana.
3: <coughs> so right, I remember he, that one
6: too. So he put his right, his left hand up, and he started peeling very, 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 very carefully very carefully down down and then his other took another little piece on the top and started pulling it down <laughs> down down and he started with the next and he said oh my god oh my god I can smell it he thought the scent was He was doing such a magnificent job that he could smell it. I was sitting in the second row eating a banana. (laughs) (laughs) That's
3: that's a great great story. And and if if I remember correctly, you had some mixed feelings about uh, your uh, experience with the actor's studio. Is that right? No, that isn't true.
6: No, 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 no. I loved it beyond words. You can't imagine how much... It meant to me what an extraordinary part of my life it was, and I credit it almost entirely with making me better than I could have been. And oh, Anna brought me my most wonderful homemade soup. Oh, what is it? Potato, celery, leeks. Oh, yum, mm,
3: yum, yum. Mm, mm. I can smell it. I wonder if my husband's eating soup in the next room. <laughs> He I know she's <laughs> making me hungry. So. <laughs> yeah, well, if I eat something, would it sound like... <laughs> <laughs> Chorus, mm. you you kind of had a reputation of being Peck's bad girl there for a while, didn't you?
6: Well, I think I still do.
3: no doubt about it. Chloris was quite memorable, and I I think she's telling the truth when she admits to still being Peck's bad girl, and we did uh, have a lot of fun with Chloris, but you can tell she brought her. She wouldn't let me get away with anything. I mean, <laughs> I would ask something. She'd say, no, that wasn't right. <laughs> and then we, I was, uh, I was getting called down, you know, throughout the interview. And I, I love the fact she brought the, she brought her own sound effects with with the soup. And she brought her son with her, who was her manager, at the time. And he was absolutely uh, delightful. We did get her uh, to talk about um, Mel Brooks. And her work with Mel Brooks, and she had a lot of revealing things to share about that time in her life. So, uh, dear listeners, that's definitely an episode that you'll you'll want to check out in the archives. Even if you've heard it once before, it's worth uh, it's worth another listen. And I want to congratulate Cloris for all her many acting achievements and for being second year in a row the most listened to guest on um, Movie Addict Headquarters. and uh, Now I'd like to talk a little bit about the uh, four film-related books we're giving away today in our random book drawing. But before I do that, I should mention that if you want to take part in this random book drawing, all you need to do is uh, send an email to me at realtalk at comcast.net, and that's R-E-E-L, at comcast.net and you need to put the um, in the subject area book drawing and I do need to have that email by uh, August 1st and that's 2014 of course but here here are the four books and I think they're all uh, worth reading me and Orson Welles by Robert Kaplow now I'm going to ask um, Diana if this is the, I, I have the book. Now, am I right in saying that Me and Orson Welles was made into a movie with Zac Efron? Yes. And what what did you think of the movie?
4: I liked it. It didn't it didn't and really if, get that big of a buzz, but I I found it very interesting. I liked it, and I think it was good performances. I think Zac was good, and um, it's been a while since I don't remember a lot what I said, but I, I did enjoy it.
3: Well, I, the book is great, so um, that's why I thought our movie addict listeners would enjoy uh, hearing a, a little different story or reading a little different story about Orson Welles. And then the second book is Hollywood or Bust by Susan Marg. And, of course, that, uh, Susan Marg and her interview about that book is uh, one of our top ten uh, most listened to episodes for the past year, so uh, that 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 book is just a gem for any movie addict. And remember the the title that I gave you, the subtitle, making no movie stars dish on following their dreams, making it big and surviving in Tinseltown. And uh, James, I believe you were uh, the co-host on that uh, show uh I how it, did yeah. you how did you think uh susan uh did in that interview well obviously
0: she was marvelous because she she got into a lot of uh the inside stories about hollywood that everybody likes to hear that's why so many movie fans are crazy because they like to know the dirt and the the, the truth behind how movies are made so it's a fun fun thing to read it's interesting it's informative and, um, and I'm sure it's still available, so go out and get it.
3: Right, or, or enter the book drawing, and maybe you'll be, you'll, I'll be the one that, that gets to receive a free copy of Hollywood or Bust. The third book uh, everybody knows about is Confessions of a Movie Addict by Betty Jo Tucker, and i talked enough about that in, during many, many episodes. And the fourth book, is It Had to Be Us, which I think all my listeners know about, by Harry and Elizabeth Lawrence, which is the little romantic memoir, award-winning, award-winning that's a shameless plug, and uh, is now being uh, in the early stages of uh, film development. So don't forget to participate in this drawing. Just send me an email at realtalk at comcast.net with book drawing in the subject line. And the deadline is Friday. August 1st, 2014. Now the way that will work is whoever's name is pulled out first will get to choose between the among those four books, and then the second one will get to choose between, from the ones left, and so on down the line. So I think that's a a pretty fair way way to uh, to handle it. Well, I want to take this time now just to thank everyone who's been here today on this show. It really has meant a lot to me, the callers and the chatters, and I appreciate everyone's participation. But I'm sorry to say that even though we extended the time to 60 minutes, it's almost up, and I want to let everyone know how much I've appreciated the opportunity to host this show the past seven years And the support we've received from Blog Talk Radio, almost every one of our episodes uh, has been featured, and uh, many of them have been uh, picked as the best podcast of the day, and that, too, means a lot to us. Uh, also, Nikki Starr for everything that she's done to make Movie Attic Headquarters uh, happen. Morgan Lawrence, Jazz Shaw, and our other regular film critics like the Mad Movie Man, and Nell uh, Minow, and Diana Sanger, and James Cold Harrison, and Mac Bates, and Richard Jack Smith and all of our fascinating guests and uh, chatters. We have some very loyal listeners that I want to give a big shout-out to. Uh, Jane Bernard, Judy Joy Jones, Kat Vecchione, Fausta Rodriguez-Wirtz, and uh, Nancy, L- Nancy Lombardo. And uh, I just hope I'm not leaving anyone else. And special thanks to the WACO Network folks and uh, Steve Mendoza from Dreamstream Radio for their enthusiastic support, as well as to Richard B. Smart, Neil Haley, and Danny Dyer for their technical help. Thanks also to Amy Domestico and John Sweet for their valuable assistance, as well as to Misha Zubarev for referring such interesting guests to our show, and to Alan Levy for starting this almost miraculous technology that allows us to have fun with movies every Tuesday. And a big shout-out to Will Griffiths for the show's spirited intro and to A.J. Daniels for our first outro music. And, of course, to all our listeners. Well, it's been great fun today, but it's time to uh, wrap things up now. And I hope everyone enjoyed our seventh anniversary party. I know I sure did. We do have time uh, for a last comment from, from A.J., James and uh, Diana So, Diana it's a, uh, You're on right now
4: <laughs> It was a wonderful show, Betty Jo And just uh, trying to keep All those wonderful shows in our mind Is just mind-boggling How you've pulled it all off You're such a special person We love you and everything you do And we appreciate all your Wonderful ties to movies Which we're all absolutely nuts about I don't know why <laughs>
3: <laughs> well said, thank you so much Diana and James
0: Oh Betty Joe, you know I've always Loved you for years, don't tell Larry But anyway, I do And thank you so much for having, yeah, Thank you so much
3: For having me on, even though I have no talent Oh and, uh, and, uh, <laughs> Definitely You have many, many, many talents And we're always so, so happy And it's so much fun when you're on the show And AJ, the final word
2: Betty Joe, I want to thank you for having me on this show, all the other shows you've had me on, and for uh, reaching out to me when I was a teenage movie fan back in high school and putting me on Real Talk Reviews and giving me one of the first big outlets that I ever had for my writing. I'm forever grateful and appreciative
6: of that
3: and I have enjoyed every minute of it, and I'm so happy that, uh, uh, that you came into my life when I was writing Confessions of a Movie Addict, and I included you as somebody who has as much uh, passion for films as almost as much obsession with films as I do. So thank you again, um, A.J., Diana, and James. And um, that's all for now, folks. So here's Julie Andrews and Dick Van Dyke to take us out with a song that explains how Nikki and I feel about the past seven years of Movie Addict Headquarters on Blog Talk Radio. There's only one word to describe it, and that word is, you guessed it,
6: it's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious. If you say it loud enough, you'll always
1: because I was afraid to speak when I was just a lad my father gave me now a tweet and told me I was
5: bad But then one day I learned a word the say We ate the nose The, the biggest word you ever heard And this is how Oh, Even though the child is big Is quite a problem we I'm the
6: would
1: say there goes a clever jet. When Duke and Ma or Roger's boss a time of day with me, I say me special word
2: and make me off. We to <laughs> kind of tea. <laughs> even though the
5: sound of it is something quite a problem.
6: If you say it loud enough, you'll always have <laughs> kind
5: of
6: a Comedic, 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 but that's going a bit too far, don't you think? So when the cat has got your tongue, there's no need for dismay. Just summon up this word and then you've got a lot to say. But better use it carefully or it could change your life. For example? Uh, yes? One night I said it to me girl, and now me girl's me wife. Oh, and a lovely thing she is too. <laughs> You got the 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 the